in the US where some of the world's leading money managers are warning the collapse of another American bank could lead to a credit crunch and an economic slowdown. Constrained lending as a result of stricter banking regulation could stifle credit to the US economy at a critical time. We'll be getting an expert view on this in just a moment, but first here's my colleague Samira Hussein on the collapse of First Republic. As of Monday, First Republic customers turning up at their bank are in fact customers of J.P. Morgan Chase. The signs above will soon change. First Republic had been under pressure since the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank two months earlier. Last week, First Republic revealed depositors had withdrawn $100 billion in the space of a few months. Customers feared their money was not safe. Investors became convinced it was about to fail. Riding to the rescue of America's distressed financial system, the boss of America's biggest bank, Jamie Dimon. He says the turbulence in the banks is nearly over. And so this is getting near the end of it, and hopefully this helps stabilize everything. I think you've seen all the regional banks report. They actually had some pretty good results. The American banking system is extraordinarily sound. First Republic is the biggest U.S. bank failure since 2008. It invariably brings back memories of the collapse of Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns and the global financial crisis that followed. Industry experts say the causes this time are very different. It's about two things. It's about the speed with which interest rates had to be hiked and the monetary excess which really preceded it, which is quite different to what happened in, say, 2007. For the Biden administration, the 11th hour rescue package is a win. All depositors are protected and the taxpayers are not on the hook. These actions are going to make sure that the banking system is safe and sound, and that includes protecting small businesses across the country. Despite assurances that the banking system in the United States is safe, three lenders have failed in less than two months. And as the U.S. economy seems to teeter towards a slowdown, there are fears here on Wall Street that more banks could fail. Samira Hussein, BBC News, New York. Well, let's unpack this further with Dan Kemp, Global Chief Investments Officer at Morningstar Investment Management. Good morning to you, Dan. Now, I know for, the, for Europe, much of Europe markets were shut, but looking at Wall Street, although the failure of another bank resulted in a bit of a sell-off among some seller, seller, uh, lenders, should I say, it did not spark the same degree of market mayhem as, as Silicon Valley Bank did when it collapsed and Signature Bank as well. So what's your thinking about where people are at with regards to the failure of First Republic? Well, hello, Sally. You're absolutely right. It's a, it's a different situation from where we were uh, when Silicon Valley Bank failed, because that was really shocking for people. That's the first time we've seen a bank failure in a while. It's the first time investors had to deal with the impact of interest rates and the speed with which people can withdraw their deposits in this new world that we're all living with. So that was genuinely shocking. And of course, when people are surprised, uh, they tend to react quickly and then they sell their holdings uh, and expect uh, more to 
come. Well, this was much more uh, orderly uh, over the weekend uh, as the uh, the FDIC that insures depositors in the US uh, sold the uh, assets uh, to JP Morgan. That happened when markets were, were closed. And so when markets opened yesterday, uh, there was a resolution. And so people were much calmer. That doesn't mean there aren't more surprises to, to come. There could be other things happening in the banking sector, but this was uh, this was a good outcome for uh, for depositors. It seems to be a good outcome for JP Morgan, and it certainly was met with a calm response yesterday. Some of the world's leading fund managers, uh, chief economists of various banks, etc., they're all gathered in California right now for the annual Milken conference. They have been talking about this, of course. It's the big talking point, and their concerns are that they're very cautious about the outlook. What could this mean for the US economy going forward if banks in general are stifled in terms of their lending? Well, it, it could have an impact. We saw, of course, in the uh, global financial crisis that if the credit system gets clogged, if the banking sector gets clogged, if they can't make new loans, then that will have an impact on the broader economy. Of course, the confidence in banks has an impact on the broader economy as well. But we need to remember, that, as Jamie Dimon said in your clip earlier, uh, that the US banking system, the global banking system, is in much more robust health. It is in good health uh, compared to where we were uh, just over a decade ago. And so uh, what we're looking at in uh, Silicon Valley Bank and, and Signature Bank and more recently um, First Republic is fairly isolated instance caused by losses of confidence in particular weak banks. Now, why people aren't more uh, confident about the outlook right now is, of course, uh, when uh, you have a failure of a bank, uh, then fund managers that can uh, bet against banks, what we call short sellers, can move on to the next weaker target. And that's why we can't be sure uh, that this situation is finished, but it's very, very different from where we were just about 15 years ago. Okay. Dan, good to talk to you. Have a good week. We'll see you again soon. Dan Kemper there from Morningstar. Well, let's stay with banks because we've just heard from HSBC. They've just revealed their latest earnings for the first quarter. They made a pre-tax profit of $12.9 billion during the first three months of the year. That figure is actually 212% higher than the same period the year before. So what is behind this huge jump in earnings? Let's get, let's get analysis from Will Walker Arnott, Senior Investment Manager at Charles Stanley. Will, what a set of numbers. Talk us through it. Yeah, morning, Sally. These are strong numbers from HSBC, undoubtedly. And as you said, there was a big beat in terms of uh, profit before tax, nearly $13 billion. We've actually seen this morning there have been some strong GDP numbers out of Hong Kong. I think this is part of the story. The fact that uh, the Chinese economy, the Hong Kong economy has come out of hibernation is really beginning to stimulate growth again. We also saw, importantly from HSBC, that they've reinstated their quarterly dividends. Remember, the dividend had been scrapped because of COVID and uh, demands by the Bank of England. So that is back. That will please investors as well. And the icing on the cake, Sally, is the fact that they've reintroduced a share buyback program of some $2 billion. And that really should please um, the shareholders. So all in all, this continues the, the trend of the big banks actually performing very well in the current conditions. Well, let's talk about those shareholders because Ping An is their biggest investor and it's seen as a bit of a disruptor trying to cause uh, perhaps the uh, Asia part of the business to sort of be run separately in terms of HSBC and the rest of its operations in Europe, for example. What are you thinking on that? 
Yeah, so Ping An is the largest shareholder, as you said, 8% of the shareholding there, a Chinese insurer. They're very keen that HSBC spins off its um, Asian operations. They're concerned that the sort of spat between China and the US and the UK is going to sort of affect their, their numbers going forward. Now, I don't think that HSBC's management is going to budge on this. They're very committed to their international strategy and their already themselves making or actions to reduce uh, exposure and their global footprint. So they've sold operations in, in Canada, looking to sell operations in France. And to be honest, I think really it's a lot of hot air from Ping An unless they get some other institutional investors behind them, which they fail to do so uh, so far. There's an AGM coming up on Friday, so we'll see how they get along there. And, and just briefly, Will, before we let you go, uh, your your take on the the banking sector overall right now are you concerned given uh, the news we had at the beginning of this week from first republic no i think i would agree with sentiments already expressed that actually regulators have been very authoritative and decisive in the way they've acted on this and the one trend we've seen during what i would call a mini banking crisis is that the industry behemoths the likes of jp morgan the likes of hsbc have really benefited from a deposit flock to themselves and so the strong have got stronger during this environment. All right. Will Walker-Arnott, thank you from Charles Stanley. Appreciate your analysis.